We are back at the University of Firmastus, but unlike our usual academic adventurers who are probably taking a well-earned break and maybe actually doing some study for a change after the conclusion of recent events, we join a new group of academic adventurers. Deep in the still under repair, under library, in one of the study rooms, full of books and dusty tomes, the Shut Up and Write crew, at least some of them, are discussing their latest research. And Amara has just had a very interesting lead on her research that she has decided to discuss with the group. Okay, so Amara is a... Um, okay, so I used to work as a chemist in an environmental science lab. Amara is an environmental scientist. Um, and I swear to you, it felt like going up from level four, which is a chemistry lab, to level five, which is the environmental science lab, felt like walking into National Geographic. Like it's it's actually ridiculous. So they're all like tall and willowy and blonde and sun-kissed and just there are plants everywhere. They're just like... You know, they walk and they're kind of like trailing flowers behind them kind of vibe, right? So that's that's Amara. Yeah, summer ca- council of people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that's Amara. Um, and she she's a half elf. She's very tall. Um, and she's kind of got a bunch of um, her weapons are kind of in the corner with a big pack. Um, and she's got like scraggly hair but it's somehow laying perfectly and like she's got kind of some sort of wind like permanent fan like following her like Beyonce um but it looks perfect and it's just beautiful um and she's got this tiny little um red pseudo dragon perched on her shoulder like looking over her her work and like watching what she's doing um kind of like cocking his head maybe scratching scratching his ear a little bit um, and she kind of leans back in a chair and throws down her quill and like puts her arms behind her hands behind her head and goes, Oh, mate, you would not believe the day that I've had. I mean, it's just been one thing after another. And like the kobolds that I've been chatting to, my goodness. Do you remember Greg? Did I tell you about Greg? My mate? I don't know. I can't remember. But he told me that, do you remember how I was looking for that, that dragon, um, that one that got away, that, that kind of gold chromatic dragon? Yeah. So he was, um, Greg was telling me that he may actually have a lead on, on that dragon, um, which is so exciting because, I mean, like I've based my entire PhD on this, this elusive communing with this dragon um, which everybody else has told me I'm crazy, but I mean, I know I can find him. I think it'll be great. Um, but <sighs> Greg seems to think that, that he's out there somewhere, somewhere up in the mountains. Um, so I've got to, I've got to make a, a plan to kind of go on a bit of a trip, um, which is exciting. I mean, I guess I can stop doing some research and get out into the great outdoors. It's going to be fantastic. What do you reckon, Steve? And she like, gives her pseudo-dragon a bit of a scritch. And her pseudo-dragon is like... Well, I guess Susie, who is the complete opposite, being quite short 
because she's a gnome. Uh, dark skin, dark hair, clothes that are too big for her. She's got a really big scarf wrapped around her neck and you can see the remnants behind where she's clearly taken some scissors and just chopped the back of it off. Um, and on her shoulder is not a beautiful pseudo-dragon, but a gelatinous cube that has started to melt a little bit. Um, <laughs> and she says, Well, um, sounds like you've made um, uh, quite a bit of progress. Uh, Steve? Did Steve do it or did you do it? Wait, oh. what? Hold up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I've been in the lab for a long time, and sometimes I forget how to talk to people. And you're doing great. Oh, mate, it's totally fine, Suze. Yeah, no, this is Steve. He's my pseudo dragon. Um, I, I'm M. Remember, Mara? Yeah. We oh, met. sorry. I get confused yeah. when there's two people. No, I know. It, it can be a little bit confusing when you're stuck in a lab for ages. I like to get out and get into the sunshine and the trees and just like melt into the surroundings it's it's so good for the the memory and the the well-being i reckon you should try it maybe you should come with me what do you reckon uh, i i haven't seen the sun for a long time oh, I, I think mate. i've done my waiting 12 years of it in the lab <laughs> <laughs> well that settles it you're going to come with me so amara you would know that according to your cobalt source what they described as an abandoned dragon lair, but you're hoping will provide some clues as to the location of this dragon, is mm-hmm. out in the sort of the mountainous hills east in Rochester Forest. Um, they weren't sure exactly where it is, but they gave you a rough location. But you would know that it's a bit of a trek, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for some context for our audience. Um Rochester Forest is actually just north of Middleshire, where Meredith is from. So, yeah. you know, there's definitely some some travel involved, and it, it would be unwise for anyone to travel alone. Definitely. Um, well, don't worry, I'll protect you. I'm very good at that. I'm not, but I wanted to lie and make you feel better. Oh, it's all good, Suze. I mean, I feel like between Steve and I, we'll be able to protect you and, you know, keep you up, up to up to speed with everything. It'd just be nice to have an extra pair of hands and, you know, someone to chat to about about stuff. Um, well, why don't we all go then? <gasps> that sounds like a great idea. I can show you guys all of the stuff that I've been learning about dragons and wyverns and, and drakes and all sorts of fun things. It's going to be great. Can well, go for today, then, instead of being shut up and write, we can be shut up and learn on an adventure. Absolutely. <laughs> and Mara just kind of, like, looks at Steve and, like, grins and then looks back at Susie. Susie just does double thumbs up. Well, when do we leave? I mean, I've got everything ready to go and she kind of, like, hikes her thumb over her shoulder at all of her pack, which is... She basically just, like, is prepped to go on a month-long expedition at a moment's notice. So she's got everything with her. Well, Susie has nothing, like a small bag. She, she's got a book in her hand and she just throws the book over her shoulder and she's like, I'm ready. Off we go. Let's do I don't it then. anything else except my friends and my ooters. I mean, you might, you might want to maybe get a pair of, like, long pants. pants. <laughs> um, some boots uh, maybe. Um, do you have some boots? Yes. 
She looks down at her feet where there's no shoes. Um, I'll put my boots on. Yeah, good plan. Yeah. Yeah. Very good plan. Have you ever been on a trek before, Suze? Um, no. Well, okay. But I do come from the coast and I would walk around there, but I don't think that was ever really a trek. I mean, not, no. Have you ever been somewhere where there's no access to running water or, like, toilets? Great oh, outdoors. Yeah, that's my... my- my dormitory all the time. Oh, okay. Well, you should be fine then. Just grab some boots, some trousers, um, maybe some okay. trail mix. You should be fine. Be right back. And she just starts running out <laughs> the library. So, Jay, you're you're one of those people who everyone on campus seems to know who you are, but no one really knows why you're there, because as far as they're aware, you are not in anybody's class. You aren't teaching. No one seems to know that if you have a, a professor or a supervisor, but you're always around. Yeah. And in your perpetual state of procrastinating whatever it is you are here for, uh, you can't help but overhear this conversation. Yeah, so so Jay is probably lounging around the underlibrary somewhere. Somewhere nearby, I imagine. Um, and he's just, like, casually flicking through a book that he's just found on the table. Uh, probably about, I don't know, local monsters or something. He's just like, oh, I'll take a look at this. Um, I should describe Jay. Jay is, he looks like a half-elf. He has blonde hair and golden eyes. Uh, And he's sort of always wearing these traveler's clothes that he, they may be the only clothes he has. He's always kind of wearing the same kind of jacket, this long jacket he has. Um, And he's always very cheerful and friendly whenever anyone approaches him. So he probably hears this conversation happening and then sees Susie running uh, out the door and just gives her this big beaming smile. She just runs past, like, waving her hand fr- frantically and says, Hello, I'm on an adventure! Jay, Jay probably waves back. Aren't we all? Well, you can come too. My friends are there. And I just point back to the library. Uh, okay. So Jay is probably going to use that as an opportunity to insinuate himself into the situation. Um, he'll like walk over, knock on the the doorway, kind of lean in and be like, "Hi, I'm Jay. Susie invited me on your adventure." G'day, mate. How you doing? Doing well. Uh, it's good to see you again, Jay. I feel like th- these two have met. Yeah, definitely. Jay, just because he's always hanging around. Right? Jay's kind of whenever you end up at like a a student event where there's free food jay is there yes different different societies different faculties jay happens to always be wherever there is free food oh so you ran into Suze, did you she ran into me and she invited me on whatever it is we're doing what are we doing well i mean i could always use an extra pair of hands but are you prepared to maybe go on an adventure for a couple of days sure i have been on many of adventures uh, in my life, so happy to come along with whatever it is we're doing this time. Where are we going? All right, mate. Well, we're going dragon hunting. Okay. Um, yes, mm. sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you don't 
you don't look exactly kind of like 100% on board, mate, and I feel like I really need to have all of your time and, like, I mean, did I mention that this is going to be a, a uh, she knows kind of like exactly how to get into his good graces. Um, did I mention that this is going to be a faculty funded kind of adventure? Like I'm I'm just kind of going to swing by the department and pick up a bunch of gear if you wanted to come with. Sure. Um, which faculty are you in? I don't really remember. Sorry. Ah, the Enviro side. Uh, yes. Crew. Them. Good. Let's yeah. go. Ecology. Yes. It's going to be yes. great. Uh, he's probably going to use prestidigitation to make himself sparkle slightly when he smiles. <laughs> and Mara just kind of looks at him and goes, I mean, you're going to have to stop that when we're out in the wild. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Not a problem. We're trying to, we're going for the stealthy approach a little yes. bit. So Stealthy. Okay. I can yeah. do that. Definitely. Yeah. Can, are you are you any good at counting count stuff? Uh, yeah, I can count. I can I can write. Great, can... awesome, cool. Well, oh, you'll fit right in. Good. All right. And he just kind of finds a chair in the room and just sits down with his legs up. All right. So we go wait for Suze yeah. and then yeah, and then we're gonna go pick up a bunch of sure. gear. Yeah. Because I just realised I didn't actually tell her where to meet me, so I feel like I should probably probably stay here. That was my plan. So what you been up to? Oh, just, um, you know, usual student study things. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Sounds fun. Yes. Been very educational and enlightening. In that case, as um, Susie runs into her room and packs her bag and it's like a big mess, she's just stuffing things into a rucksack. And she runs out of her room and then just stops and is like, I've forgotten the most important thing of all. And um, she runs up the hall and just yelling, Trellis, Trellis, I need a gnome. Trellis just sticks her head out of like a door, remembering she is a forest gnome and therefore at Susie's eye level, which is nice. (laughs) Sticks her head out the door, doesn't say anything. And just with that look, that quizzical look of like, what now? Do you want to see a dragon? I always want to see a dragon. Do you want to go away for two days on an adventure where we might have to hike even with boots on and we can't do it with bare feet? Susie, had me at adventure. Well, let's go then. And she just turns around, grabs her entire pack and walks out because she's 100% in the Amara school of ready to go. (laughs) Always ready to go, yeah, at a moment's notice. Just going to run back to the library then. For our audience, let's just remind ourselves... the sort of run sheet of Trellis. Because uh, when we last mm-hmm. saw her, of course, she was hunting oozers uh, in the city. When you last saw her, she was blowing up flumps. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so she is a, not a particularly vertically endowed human being, uh, vertically endowed gnome being. <laughs> um, read as she's short. Um, and if I said that she was a shrunken down version of your stereotypical barbarian, then that will give you a nice little image of this pocket rocket. She may be little, but she is fierce. Is that the quote I'm looking She's for? like a gnome-sized Xena, uh, Xena warrior, right? Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, with modern-day clothing accoutrement. Um, and very much in the in that realm of um, ready for anything with a bag that contains more things 
it's the, the TARDIS of backpacks. Um, because there's a little bit of magic running around. I'm going to sprint across the campus. I probably grab, like, I'm holding Trillis's hand, pulling, pulling her <laughs> along with me, um, and run into the library. And thankfully my scarf has stayed in place because it's now shorter. Um, and I'm just like, I'm back. I've brought my boots and I've brought, brought another gnome because two gnomes are better than one. I mean, that's and what I I'm, always say, mate. Hello. I feel Thank like Trillis just, <laughs> Trillis just swats the scarf out of the way because <laughs> the entire way there just being bashed in the face by a scarf. <laughs> Amara kind of um, looks down at Trellis and looks at her um, general vibe and like weapons and pointiness and kind of nods and goes, G'day, mate. Right? I hear we're on an adventure? Yeah. You want to come and hunt some dragons? Well, you don't think these two are going to be any use, do you? Jay looks offended. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Susie's just got double thumbs up yeah. big smile on her face well I mean I kind of just in, you know was hoping for some company but I mean I feel like if if you know you want to help out I wouldn't say no I don't think this one and she's particularly pointing at Susie <laughs> should be let run <laughs> wild without a little bit of support so supervision maybe I didn't say that but nah that's all right. That's kind of the role I was going to go for. But I mean, if you want to help me out with that too, I'd be I'd be happy to to have your your hands along for the ride Sounds and maybe some of your general like sharp and pointy implements. Sounds like you've got some research or something to do. So maybe yeah. in those moments it'd be useful to have a second set of hands. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Right. So where are we going? Well, we're going over to the woods. <laughs> Rochester Woods. Rochester Forest. So it's around this time, Amara, that a raven arrives and perches itself begrudgingly on the opposite shoulder, quite weary of being near the, even if a small amount, pseudo-dragon, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And it has a little scroll of paper attached to one of its legs. Yeah. Um... So Amara, like, swats um, Steve's kind of nose away from where he's, like, peering at the dra- at the, the raven. Like, get out of it, mate. Um, and then, like, um, unrolls the, the scroll. So you open the scroll and in handwriting that you will recognise as that of your supervisor, it says, before you get too excited... Please don't forget to stop by the Department of Accountability and Liability Control. Hey everyone, this is Joe. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons and Doctorates. If you enjoy the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us out. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head on over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet, sweet merch over at merch.dndoctorates.com. Honestly, I cannot tell you just how comfortable those sweatshirts are. Oh my gosh, I wear it all the time. It's amazing. (laughs) And now, back to the show. He knows me. <laughs> he knows you about what? 
Who's the nose from? Oh, we got to stop off at the the big wigs with the the you know the paperwork. I got to get you guys to sign some stuff. Uh oh. Mm. Um, is that the accountability and reliability? Oh, yeah, um, they're the ones. Yeah, they're not big fans of me. Oh but, no. Um, I'll I'll try my best. Yeah, look, we'll put on our best winning smiles, and I mean, it, it, what could possibly go wrong? Let's let's go. Uh, at that, Jay is going to like stand up, push his chair in, uh, hands on hips. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> After you, you lead the way. All right. So we go to the accountability department. Great. So you make your way over to the the office and the door is ajar. And I imagine you walk inside. But the desk is currently unoccupied, but there is a sort of bell on the desk that one could ring. All right. I ring the bell. So you wait maybe 20 seconds and you're probably thinking, man, you know, these people, like, they you've interacted with them before, of course. You know, you've gone mm-hmm. on previous excursions. And eventually a male, probably mid-30s, saunters out of the back office. And this person is the definition of a suit. They're even wearing a suit great it's it's way too formal for a university setting oh yeah you know for for like a modern day equivalent this is some wall street level nonsense they've got going on and they they sigh with a really bored expression sit down at the desk and then eventually look up at your party but mainly he's looking at you, Amara, being this sort of instigator. Mm-hmm. G'day, I'm... G'day, what? <laughs> There's a little bit of Meredith sleeping back in there. Um... <laughs> G'day, mate. How you doing? I've, I've just got a couple of people to sign off on a fieldwork expedition. Number? Just your basic, you know, accountability, liability. If anything goes wrong, the university can't be held. Blah, 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 blah. A city excursion or something more exotic? Nah, mate, we're going into the forest. Uh-oh. Great. And it's at this point he looks and casts his eye across the three other members of your party and sort of cranes his head, looks down at Susie. She's not involved, is she? Yeah, mate. I... I would really ask you to reconsider... Nah, I reckon a little bit of outdoors and greenery will do us some good. <sighs> okay, and under his breath, uh, actually make a make a perception check. Is this like a your funeral? In fact, all of you, all of you, make a perception check. <laughs> okay, oh. I'm hectic, perceptive, seventeen, uh, twenty-one, eighteen. A lot of perception. I'm not as perceptive as everybody else, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> Ten. So all of you except Trillis probably hear just him mutter under his breath there's gonna be at least 10 more forms with the gnome involved he he's very familiar with Susie and (laughs) the various um incidents that have occurred on campus and more annoyingly to him outside of campus you know dealing with the (laughs) 
um, the council of the city and the bureaucrats was a big pain in the ass for him. Look, mate, I mean, if anything, I'm doing you a bit of a favour here. I'm taking her out of the city limits. Yeah, we're going out into the woods. No one out there to to file legal forms against you. I haven't dissolved anything in about two weeks now. I've turned over a new leaf. Amara, like, looks down and goes, You actually (laughs) are surprised to see what looks like a slight smile that he definitely was trying to hide, but he seems slightly impressed. (laughs) Anyway, uh, these are the usual forms, you know, indemnifying the university against dismemberment, uh, displacement off the material plane, you know, general third-party type stuff. Ah, yeah, I've signed these before. I've had to have a new form about dissolving of other people's possessions. It hasn't happened for two weeks. And he actually checks his calendar and he's like, hmm. Anyway, just, uh, you know, look him over and try not to get into any trouble. You know, the, the budget gets smaller every year for compensation and, well, the city eventually had its fill. There was an incident with a golem and a few students recently that, uh, well, we had to pay for the repair of a bridge. Uh, and that, that was quite old. An entire bridge, mate! Well, you, you know, the, the the city was quite proud of the bridge. I never really saw the... Oh. Well, it was just a bridge, wasn't it? But anyway, uh, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, it, you know, just make sure you return these before you head off. Because, you know, one time, actually, a group of students... Actually, the same students. Uh, they went off without signing the form, and well, we had to pay out quite a bit of gold, to be honest. And well, they weren't that happy with me, you know, because I'm supposed to be on top of that stuff. But you know, anyway, these guys well, sound like they're living life. While he's been gabbling on, Trillis has grabbed the paperwork, skimmed through it, and signed it, and put it back on the desk. Uh, Jay is probably like reading through the paperwork but hasn't signed it yet he leans down I think Susie's just signed it with a mage hand Jay probably leans down Susie you didn't tell me you're famous there's a whole section in here about you I've got to leave some legacy behind (laughs) Uh, and then finishing up the paperwork Jay's gonna finish up and sign it but just yeah, and he's gonna do J-A-Y. the same. Mm-hmm. He just leaves through. Oh, oh, it all seems in order. Uh, I mean, if you get killed, just you know, make sure you're easy to find. It it actually turns out that we're we're duty bound to send out a search party after two weeks. So you can imagine how much that costs. Oh, it's good to keep in mind. Yeah, the adventurers guild fees are well, they're they're not cheap for. A competent group and, well, you know, incompetent groups are a bit of a false economy, aren't they? Anything else you need from us? No, no, that's it. Just, you know. Sweet. Have fun, I guess. All right. Shall we get out of here? Got it. Yeah. That's my life motto. All right. Shall we get going? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And when everyone's walking out, um, Susie's just going to pull a little incident report from her pocket and put it on the desk and put a chocolate bar on top and says, 
I'm sorry about the autoclave, and then just run out of there. <laughs> I feel like we just all hear an exasperated sigh. <laughs> so like, Uzi! Yeah. <laughs> Methuselah! Like, like one of those, like, he, he rubs off the days since Susie thing and like back yeah. to zero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little chalkboard. Big zero. Sigh. <laughs> Opens oh. a filing cabinet that's just labeled Susie Methuselah. <laughs> 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 oh no! <laughs> what could possibly go wrong, right? <laughs> oh. Um, Amara, All roll right. a survival uh, check for me. That's another seventeen. Cool. So, obviously, you've been on a few expeditions, and you sort of know the lay of the land pretty well. You might not have gone quite as far as this, but you've certainly travelled around the, the general area for a Mustus before, you would know that it's probably... It's probably a good day and a half out to, to Rochester Forest. And you have a couple of options. Um, you can go via Yellow Seed, and it's sort of more of a coastal route. Or you can go uh, via Middleshire and then... and then up... Um, the Middleshire route is a more well-travelled path. Hmm. I reckon I'm going to put it to a vote. So we got two options, guys. We could either stay in an inn tonight, you know, with all of the bells and whistles and have good food and blah, 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 blah. Or we could take the road less travelled, go via the coast, see some stuff, have a bit more fun, um, rough it a little bit more, and uh, get there in about a day and a half? Well, I don't have any money, so the one that doesn't cost anything is my choice, please. I All like right. the beach. You like the beach? Yeah. All right, well, let's go the coastal route then. I think Trillis probably just looks at the two of them and looks back, raises their eyebrows at Amara and just goes, right? Does not contribute to the vote, just that's a choice. Yep. Pretty nice, we might find some tracks. Maybe we'll get a bit of a head start if we go that way. What do you reckon? Sometimes jellyfish wash up on the shore. It's true, they do. Steve likes a good jellyfish, don't you? Is it mm-hmm. you Susie, like is a jellyfish an ooze? I'm gonna pull out Susie will pull out her little book and start writing in it also I don't think so but they might be related what is a jellyfish hang on it sounds like an ooze well I think that maybe they might be cousins but probably not okay I haven't been to the beach a lot after all I don't think oozes are made of as much water. And she just kind of like looks out over the like distant, her eyes glaze over and she just starts muttering to herself about what, you know, how jellyfish are 
predominantly water, but oozes actually seem to be a different type of element altogether, and that's what sets them apart. Um, and just mutters to Jay himself. probably like listens for some some time and then you start getting very technical and you lose him and then you just kind of like okay let's <laughs> keep talking to someone else maybe but just like doesn't interrupt you lets you go on your your mental loop or, or trail you're going off on Trillis's brain does the ooze equals box jellyfish without tentacles is happy with that thought process <laughs> moves on like brain moves on <laughs> She's just, after her rant, Susie will turn to Trillis and be like, Is a jellyfish a, jellyfish a flump? I think you might have found, uh, I think, Susie, you might have found the middle ground between an ooze and a flump in the form of a jellyfish, <gasps> if you think about it. I just don't think jellyfish fly the way that flumps do. Incredible. And she keeps writing down in her book. But when a daddy flump and a, and a mummy ooze have... <laughs> I'm sorry, I got banned from breeding animals and oozes in the lab. I can't do that anymore. Uh, Look, uh, from an environmental science perspective, I think Amara would agree that's probably not not something we want to be doing anyway. Don't know how Susie got that past the ethics committee. (laughs) It didn't. That was the problem. (laughs) Yeah, man, there's a good reason for that. It's okay, I've learned the error of my ways. No mm. more experimental breeding of oozes. For now, right? For now. You never know what ethics, what ethics considerations might change in the future. What you might or might That's not be able to do. That's a good point, Trillis. <laughs> <laughs> Don't encourage him, mate. What are you doing? Where's the fun in that? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. I like you. Hmm. Anyway, shall we <laughs> shall we get on the road and get these people somewhere where we can at least make camp for a night so that yeah. they don't end up doing Let's just follow the beach for a bit. What do you reckon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Hey, it's Ben, your friendly Dungeons & Doctorates DM, here to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and to use the hashtag DNDoctorates when you talk about the show. If you do... I might see it, and then not only will I talk to you, love engaging with the audience, but I might use your name or your username as the inspiration for a character's name. We've had a number of characters now whose names have come from the audience, and I'm always looking to expand that that roster of characters. If you would like a mid-show message, to be played during this section of the show you can find the link to that form via our link tree on all our social medias and on our website dndoctorates.com just fill it out and then one of us can deliver a message for you maybe there's a graduation coming up or you want to leave a birthday message or thank you dm for for running games for you or give a shout out in character to someone else that's always fun the possibilities are endless just fill out that form it takes no time at all it's completely free and then have us deliver a message for you and it can be not just myself it can be ross it can be kate it can be joe it can be as ourselves or as a character Perhaps you'd like a message from Lanwin. Just fill out that form and we can deliver the message for you. I hope you're enjoying this new story arc. 
it's a short one run by Ross as he tests the waters running some D&D games. Uh, I'm glad to be playing Jay again. He's good fun. I hope you're enjoying having more of him and Susie, Kate, Barbarian Gnome, and a new character played by Joe. So that's good fun. Now, the next episode for the show is coming out next Thursday, the 18th of November. So keep an eye out for that and all your podcast feeds. Uh, I'm not going to hold us up much longer. Let's get back to this episode right now. Should I um, do some kind of survival check? Yeah, let's see. Or... Uh, let's. Can I? Can I help? Give it. I am not useless. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, you can either <laughs> roll advantage, or you can both roll and sort of choose the highest. I. Th- think you should roll with advantage okay because so you're leading 18. the way it's more that i'm pointing out stuff yeah so that's 18 i got an 18 and a two mm. glad i gave you advantage <laughs> well seven yeah 18 great yeah i mean for you you know this is fairly easy and one of the nice things about the coast is it only goes in one direction so it's quite hard to get lost if you just follow the shoreline as long as you i mean technically it goes in two directions as long there, as you Ross. choose the correct direction to begin with <laughs> And, you know, being a ranger, you know, well, Amara knows they're east from west. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, you're not wrong. It's the west trick. It it says we when you write it on a map. (laughs) (laughs) Primary school teacher. Yes. Yay. (laughs) Now, luckily for you, um, you know, the, the sort of the route from Firamastus sort of through sort of Yellow Sea, Lama Code, Rochester. It's a fairly well-travelled route. Um, So Mm -hmm. unlike a lot of other routes you could have taken potentially, um, there isn't too much, like there aren't too many challenging environments. You're not really coming against too many like monsters and having to keep out, like keeping a watch for things like that. And it's actually really quite nice you know this time of year the ocean is a beautiful color you know the the sun is the sun is out for the most of the time but luckily not too hot you know you're not i mean i don't know if sunburn is something that has occurred to the the world of of medicine at this point in in the history but it wouldn't be a big concern if you did know about it and it's it's nice. It's it's actually a nice change of pace for you because obviously normally you'd be going through much wilder territory than this uh, in search of dragons because dragons don't particularly mm-hmm. love being out in the open, as you would know. Um, they like to sort of seclude themselves when they're not menacing societies for, for treasure. They're the ultimate winners of mm. hide and seek. Absolutely. You see a few strange creatures, but nothing untoward. You know, there are there are some fairly large crabs. You see uh, some dolphins, perhaps, you know, sort of swimming in the ocean. And it's quite nice. And eventually, after following the coast for a while, you would know that you have to eventually start traveling inland a little bit south towards Yellow Seed, which is, I presume, where you would choose to stop. It's a nice sort of two-thirds-ish marker. And of course, um, there are a lot of different options there for um, for entertainment for the evening and 
perhaps if you didn't want to pay for accommodation, you could sort of head into the, the wilderness a bit more once you've enjoyed the town. Yeah, so I think probably Jay, uh, after just staring out at the ocean for some time, um, when he sees there's a town on the horizon getting closer, he's like, hey, look, a town. Let's <laughs> go and see what is there. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like the perfect place to go and stay, I reckon. I mean, I'm all for sleeping out under the stars, but I know some of you guys aren't heaps used to that. So, If an ooth can do it, I can do it too. I mean, every step we take is actually the furthest east I've ever gone. So here we go. Hey, well, welcome. That's exciting. Yeah. Has anyone been to the town before? Would Em have gone to... Yeah, Mara probably would have, hey. I imagine you would have passed through this way, yeah, because there are actually quite a few, like, it, it actually is in between two sort of more hilly mountainous areas where you imagine mm-hmm. a dragon might be found so i imagine you would have yeah. explored some of these areas and i would i would probably say that your your sort of kobold lead probably would have been found somewhere around this area because otherwise it's unlikely they would know about the, your destination because it would just be too far away essentially Hmm. yeah well i mean i was actually staying here when i i ran into greg my kobold friend yeah and he was telling me um, that, you know, he and a couple of his mates have spotted, you know, the dragon around here. So um, I reckon, you know, it's a pretty nice place. It's pretty small. There's some good food. Let's do it. Right. On Great. we go. So as you get into town, it's not the largest place. You can see that obviously part of its trade would be somewhat um, ocean-based, although it's not quite on the coast itself, but obviously some of that trade sort of finds its way into the town. But at the same time, there's a lot of rural trades, you know, the kind of normal stuff you'd see, um, like liveries and um, like farm equipment stores, and there's there's a very small kind of like um, guild hall as well. I imagine we probably pass a lot of like uh, farm farmland and things on the way in oh yeah like the this place is is very very rural and in fact the sort of the the more south you get the more dense that the farmland is and you you pass several homesteads and there are plenty of people working the farms um a lot of children helping out as well and you probably get to town and the sun is probably halfway set you know it was a good trek out there It, it took quite a while most of the day and I think mm. probably what catches your attention is there is a tavern in town. And from the outside, you hear this 